Hey team, Richard Greer here. We are super excited to bring you a special, extra special uh, podcast today and uh, we are talking about anxiety. So specifically in regards to paddling, but also this can talk about like for those that are swimming or doing other nerve wracking type stuff, but we're going to talk specifically paddling today. So it can be a pretty nerve wracking experience. So we've listed the help of Megan Blakely from the University of Canterbury to help us calm the nerves and make the most of that stage of the race in regards to the coast to coast. But as I mentioned, uh, this also, this good stuff that we're going to talk about could also be related to other nerve wracking things that we, uh, that we're putting yourself into. I also just spoke to one of my athletes today that was out swimming in Picton Harbor that all of a sudden a big stingray come up underneath there, which wasn't particularly exciting. And she battled with, so I think they cross over very well there, but, uh, Megan, how are you getting on this evening? I'm good. Thanks Richard. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so good. I really, really appreciate it. Um, just give us a little bit of background, uh, Megan, in terms of uh, what you do, what your job is, what your sort of background is in regards to study, but also sport as well, because it's not like you've just been studying this stuff. You've been, uh, uh, I guess, practicing it, testing it uh, for real uh, over the last few years as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a bit of a history. I started, um, I did my first Coast to Coast 12 or 10 years ago, 2012. Um awesome. And I really got the bug, um, and I and I loved it. And I was I happened to be um, studying um, at the time, and and I um, led me into doing my PhD on um, a lot of dual task um, to do with um, a lot of the, um, the the stages, I guess, of coast to coast as well. So I ended up doing an experiment with kayaking specifically and things like that. So um, cool. it sort of um, I obsessed well over it for a very long time yeah, um so and good. my kayaking experience gosh I started out really confident um like a lot of people you're quite sporty you're quite capable of things and then you have a few swims and you you know get pretty grounded um mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. guess um had to work through that stuff um yep. and really um a lot of research into um yeah, how to maybe make that easier for myself or what worked, what didn't, you know, yeah. So I guess that's that's um, why. And, and you know, I know that this year it seems to be anxiety seems to be quite up. Um, mm. And I saw that some people were a bit stressed out. So I thought, yeah, I'll just put it out there and, and share some of my knowledge anyway, firsthand and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, research-based, which I love, but also you've been your own yeah. crash test dummy, which I also really appreciate yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, awesome. So first of all, tell us about that panic feeling that, that some people might be getting right now. The night before when you're trying to eat your breakfast prior to your paddle, um, we get told just to PLF, paddle like fury, but if there's an obstacle in the river, and we all know this, but sometimes we just freeze up and do nothing. Tell, tell us about those things, that whole panic thing. Sure. So, so um our central nervous system is broken up, I guess, into into different parts. And um, there's some part uh, there's a, a part called the autonomic system, which is really automatic, um, and it really reacts to threat. Um, mm -hmm. Now, the threat has to come from us identifying something as a threat, and even things fun that we have signed up for and committed our lives to, it still can be seen as that threat. And um, basically, it's it's called the sympathetic nervous system for anyone who wants to Google it and sort of look into it. It basically, um, it's the fight, flight, and also the freeze. Mm -hmm. um, and it also stops digestion. Um, which is is why you're getting why you get that um, difficulty to eat, 
um, mm -hmm. and, and that sort of butterflies in your stomach feeling because it's really preparing you to put all your energy into fighting or flighting or whatever you're mm -hmm. doing instead of digesting your food and operating things just as normal, which takes a bit of yeah energy. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I imagine that's what most people are sort of feeling right now. That's right. And and obviously that's something that we need, a, a bit of an aside, but we have to practice in regards to what are we eating for breakfast and what time are we eating, knowing that it's not going to probably digest as well as it normally would on a normal day because uh, because blood is going where other places to make sure that we're, we're ready to go. So it's basically, first of all, normalizing it, isn't it? It's completely normal. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And, and it's and, and we just need to accept it. Um, you know, the more you try and fight um, the emotions, the, the, the greater they'll become. Um, so it's and it's also um, I mean, it sort of comes down to a little bit of coping strategies. I mean, we all have developed a myriad of coping strategies over our lives anyway. So you will have a lot of them. But um, I guess it's um, staying quite problem focused seems mm. to be um, what the research sort of says is quite effective. So that's going over your race plan over and over, making sure you know exactly what's happening, going over how you want your perfect race to go over and over again. You know, like you've just, if, if you stay focused on um, um, what's what the problem is that you see as the problem or things that could go wrong, you know, even working through the things that go wrong, if you sort of have a panic at three in the morning, what if this happens? Well, if that happens, then you work through those scenarios. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're not saying just dealing with the problem, but it's actually dealing with the being positive the the, the things yes. i can actually do about that is the key thing yes. isn't it opposed to just ah uh, i guess catastrophizing what it could be or how bad it could possibly be yes yes and the nice. other the other type of coping is um emotion coping where you can yeah. start to try and deal with that emotion and that's where a lot of um maybe meditation um it, and mindfulness things like that can come in but if, mm -hmm. that's not everyone's cup of tea either um, yep. And that's okay. Um, yes. Yeah. And I guess if you're wanting to do that, that's something you're probably already doing as well. Um, yeah. Yes. There's actually, actually, Kerry um, Evans' book has um, a, a process by which you just tense your muscles and release them and you just work from the top of, yeah, right down to mm -hmm. the bottom. And I mean, that's a pretty simple thing that everyone can do if you're wanting to. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome one. And just feeling the yeah. difference between what tension is, because often we hold tension without even realizing it. But if Absolutely. we squeeze it up and then relax and, and feel the difference, which is awesome. Um, I mentioned yeah. like that whole freeze thing. Uh, we know that we have to paddle hard, uh, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden we're just not doing anything. Uh, why is that from a physiological sort of researchy background? Yeah, so um, that's that's again that's the um, system sympathetic nervous system, which mm. is the fight, flight, or freeze. So basically, um, it's it, it's it sets us up to um, to fight or flight. We can't yeah. run away because we're in our boats. There's nothing you can do to get away from whatever it is you're terrified of. Um, if you see it as so big and so scary. Um, then one of the reactions that you can have is to freeze. And that's because, um, you know, a lot of animals will do that. Um, if, they, if an animal that's trying to get them is far bigger than them or they can't outrun it, they'll just freeze and hide and hopefully, and hope you know, yeah, but unfortunately in the river that doesn't really happen. <laughs> it doesn't go very well for you generally. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And then, you know, you sort of, you, you hope that the people around you remind you to sort of snap out of it. But um, I, And I think it's really just a matter of being aware um, that that's totally normal and it's, it's what we're really designed to do. Um, mm -hmm. We shouldn't be sort of... Um, 
you're really punishing people if they do freeze. Um, it's just because they're overwhelmed. But there are yes. things that you can do to stop yourself being so overwhelmed to potentially reduce that. Okay, so what are some of the things? What can we do about this stuff? Um, yeah, well, um, obviously that was um, that was in the post. Um, yeah. Don't have it right in front of me now. So we had um, so visualization was one thing that you spoke yeah, about. Yeah, visualization um, yeah. is a big one. Um, so basically, and by visualization, it's really um, even if you're watching maybe an expert go down a certain line, or if you're just going through the motions of mm -hmm. um, lifting your edge you know, paddling hard when you're in a situation, even imagining a, a rapid or, or something that you found challenging to go through, um, even just thinking about when you'd use your brace stroke, things like that. You can just go over them in your mind. Um, like, you know, golfers, tennis players, a lot of those guys use them all the time. They just go over and over and over in their minds all the time. And it actually, you know, the research shows it actually has quite a good impact on you learning. Um, and then it becomes more natural when you come to actually do it. And because we can't get to the river and the, because the river will be closed because it'll be flooding, et cetera, like this is an awesome tool. And as you say, the research um, is pretty clear that it does make a, a real difference. And I guess the key thing with that visualization, if you are practicing it, needs to be a positive outcome. You need to make sure that you're actually yes. doing it well rather than, oh, heck, I fell out. Like you've stopped yourself. Don't do that. Actually do it well and smooth and relaxed and yes. believe that and feel it sort of for yourself and, and to do it really well to make to make the most of that mm -hmm. yep. yep and that's a really valuable tool that can be you know everyone should probably be using that especially yep. now that we can't get on the river and we don't know what's yes. going to happen exactly 100 yeah and then another point that you made was focusing on what you're good at i think that's oh, really, yeah so really that's, a, that's a favorite for positive psychology it's um really um the things that we aren't so good at, we we don't. If even if we put a huge amount of energy into them, we don't normally get a lot out of that. Mm -hmm. But the things that we are just naturally good at, um, if you work on those, then they sort of overwhelmingly make you, you know, confident and good. And it really, ultimately, if you're confident, then you're probably going to be reasonably stable and well balanced mm -hmm. on the river, mm -hmm. which is really mm -hmm. what you're looking for. So, um, yeah, focus on what you're good at, whether it's you know, um, you've got a, a fast paddle pace or, you know, you, you're good at eating the food. So you're mm -hmm. really well, you know, your nutrition on top of your nutrition the whole way through, whatever it is that you're good at, focus on that and give yourself a lot of kudos for that as well right. as you're going. I'm yep. nailing this part, you know, so yes. you feel like you're doing well at something. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, that's important. Um, Speaking of nutrition and things and, and uh, how does fatigue affect this whole anxiety nerves thing? How does that play into the big picture of it all yeah well it's interesting because fatigue is um there's two types of fatigue most people don't know this um there's physical fatigue which obviously we will all be physically fatigued but there's also cognitive fatigue and that's quite different cognitive fatigue gets um sort of replenished quite quickly um but you do need to stop and i guess a lot of the things that i wrote about were how um, we are exhausting volitional control by trying to go fast. We've got challenging decisions to make, short notice on a river. We've got, um, you know, even moving our bodies is computationally really challenging for our brains. So mm -hmm. our brains are just overwhelmed in this environment. Um, so we've got so much to do and they are going to get really fatigued, especially after the run. 
Um, you know, I did some research with um, marathon runners and their risk perception increased quite significantly um, on, on how, how risky a cycleway track was. So okay. you're probably going to feel like things are even more risky and more scary than what you normally would if you weren't fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, so just prepare for that. Be aware that maybe, you know, it's going to appear bigger than what it actually yep. is. That's right. And that's where that whole nutrition thing comes in as well. Like physically Absolutely. looking at yourself and how you pace yourself as well. So you're not going yeah. crazy. So then you can still yeah. keep ticking along towards the back end. Yeah, um, absolutely. And another point you made was just like like portaging in the river situation. Actually, that's okay. Tell us more about that, feeling safe. Yeah, um, I, th- I don't know. I think that um, sometimes uh, um, portaging and, and even, you know, sort of taking a chicken line can get a bit of a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe at the beginning, that's okay. Um, you know, when you're learning, that's okay. Do whatever you need to do to feel safe because we learn in a safe environment. Um, if you're constantly pushing yourself way out of your comfort zone, you're going to get really tired and, you know, um, you're not going to be able to learn what you need to learn anyway. Um, so, yeah, it, that was really just about um, if you need to do it, do it and be proud of it. Who cares, right? I mean, yeah. I th- and I think that river safety would pl- completely back me on this one. If you get down safely, that's a win. Oh, totally. And you're better off yeah. uh, making sure you've got all yourself together rather than having to try and grab your music bars as they float past. And, exactly. Uh, it's so much worse to having to save yourself than to yep. portage, you know, like that's exactly. yeah, way worse. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And horror stories, horror stories was the next point. Um, yeah. It's like an exam, this thing, isn't it? In any event that you turn up to. So actually making sure that you don't listen to others sometimes, eh? It's really hard because you want to see your mates. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see everyone, you know, um, as Glenn said, everyone's going to be milling around and, you know, wanting to talk and chat. And um, so I guess it's just really maybe having, you know, just being aware if you hear any horror stories sort of even like the day before, um, yep. just to maybe have an out of that conversation um, and just move on to the next person that you know. Um, yeah, they're just not very it. helpful. They just <laughs> make you, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, that's 100%. Um, and then also the, your next point was surround yourself with others that back you. I think yeah. that's really key, isn't it? Tell me more about that. Absolutely. Um, so I, I guess that's um, really about, um, well, having people that back you. If we know um, people um, think we're good at something, or they think that we're competent, then we generally behave that way. Um, We are social creatures. Um, We rely on each other so much, especially in stressful situations. And Mm -hmm. knowing that your teammate or someone that you're paddling with has your back and and trusts that you're doing a good job um, Mm -hmm. is really, really important. Um, And, you know, just don't, if if people don't have faith in you or if you don't have faith in them, just don't paddle with them Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah but i mean you know a lot of the river safeties will say that sort of thing anyway so yeah 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 no absolutely and you you, another point that you made was take a moment i think that's quite cool as well actually just don't need to keep rushing down things actually you can breathe and and uh, uh yeah tell me more about that yeah and i liked the the river safety comments about how um it's an expedition, isn't it? That river, mm. really, yeah. and it is beautiful. And I mean, it, certainly at times when I have had um, some highly anxious moments, if you just, I've just looked to the either side of me, and there's a beautiful beach right there. You mm-hmm. can actually get out. 
you could yep. sit there and gather yourself if you really needed to you can do that and you know we get so hyped up in the race atmosphere you know and it's well worth doing that and mm -hmm. if you have a bit of a you know maybe a, a a rough you know rapid or something like that that you're not really happy with how it went um yeah absolutely take the time even just eddie out and just sit in the quiet water yeah, that's right. There is calm. There is calm places all through the gorge. There is calm yep. everywhere. It's just mm -hmm. in between. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Some other that's exciting right. bits. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, tell me, like this one here, you talked about cognitive appraisal is how we label an emotion. What does that mean? Tell me about that one. Oh, so, cognitive appraisal is. Um, so right now, as you said, everyone will be um, in sort of a heightened state. I guess. Mm. Um, and cognitive appraisal is how you are labeling that. So yep. it's really great to see you guys all, this is exciting and I can't wait and that's fun. You know, that's a, a good thing to be telling yourself. Mm -hmm. um, the more you get into the I'm, the, I'm nervous, this is bad, you know, like I, this is uh, so many things could go wrong. Um, you know, that's when things start to, um, how you appraise them, that's when your body will really flick into that threat mode mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so you can um really really help it i guess stay out of that mode by mm -hmm. um by how you appraising how you're appraising it yourself and that's mm -hmm. a really common one like a lot of sports psychologists will use is just you know all your nerves have to be turned into either getting pumped or mm -hmm. being excited or into something positive because then it won't yep. trigger that kind of you know response Nice, nice. So so finally, should we aim to avoid anxiety about the river or this event in general, or do we embrace them? How do we, how do we manage that? What do we do there? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not a clinical psychologist, but anxiety is one of those things that we know um, the more you avoid anxiety, the worse it gets. Okay. It's one of those horrible things. So, you know, if you, if you avoid you know the river i mean we've already we're already through the training but mm -hmm. if you try and avoid the feelings they're just going to get worse mm -hmm. you just have to feel them accept them let them be there um and let them pass if they can tell you anything like maybe you need to be more prepared maybe you you know you need a backup for your drink system you know mm -hmm. it might give you some ideas for things i don't know um yeah it's there to tell you something but um yeah fighting it is probably when it will actually get out of control and i think yeah. just being aware um, we're we're quite good at avoidant coping. Um, mm -hmm. I think especially in this sport because we avoid our our pain and our situation quite yeah. well. <laughs> and um, you know that's great. Avoidant coping works quite well for a lot of things. But I think if you're feeling anxious, just let yourself be a little bit. Yes. Um, but don't dwell in it. Don't start yeah. ruminating or anything. But just yeah. And is that where you talk to others? Is that where you write it down and get it out of your head so it's not sort of just going round and round in circles and making it worse and worse and worse? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of coping strategies that you can use for that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So social support, as you said, talking to others is a big mm -hmm. one. Um, and um, planning, writing down, you know, finding solutions to what you potentially is causing that anxiety is a big one. I mean, yeah. this is all, and as you said, it's like, you know, we're a week out, so it's yeah. quite hard to get really practiced at these things, but they're good for everything in life, a presentation mm -hmm. that you're going to do or anything like that. And, I mean, I always remember someone say, um, one of the America's Cup um, sailors, he he was talking to him before a race and he was just so chill, like it was 
it was just another Sunday afternoon where nothing was happening. And then he got in that boat and it was like, bang, game on. And it's, yep. you know, he was just so calm and he just reserved all his energy for that time. And that's yep. kind of where you want to be. And I think from like one thing I try and do is be planned, as you say, and have this is what I'm going to do step by step. And actually right now, all I can do is focus on putting my shoes on really well because actually I can't yeah. deal with whatever the race or whatever is going to happen. A bit like that America's Cup example you gave. When when it's on, well, let's get amongst it. But when it's not yeah. on, actually, I can't do deal with that yet. All I can do is make sure I'm organized as best as I can so I can go and do that as well as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So any parting comments, any sort of final things um, in regards <laughs> to this sort of anxiety um, thing that we're talking about here, uh, specifically to uh, oh, I the River? I don't know whether I really have anything really great to add. I just, I loved the comment someone said um, on Facebook that they like to sing down the river. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. I thought, what a great thing to do. Maybe you could have a theme song as you go down the river. I don't know. I remember I used to have a mantra, you know, I used yeah. to just say um, my mantra was like strong paddle strong or something like that the whole way down so as soon as i hit something i just repeated those words over and over but a song would be great too right so yeah well, song is so it. dangerous because it, it, it's that song you get in your head and you've got like yeah. four or five hours of it only being in your head <laughs> and it's not necessarily the one that you listen to when you go to the car it could be four songs before that that was awful um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh so that's a dangerous place but yeah totally agree it's sort of uh embrace that and have some fun with it have fun absolutely yep. yeah oh no, that's awesome okay megan well thank you very much for joining us i really really appreciate it and all the best for your adventure too obviously you're um, not just speaking about the stuff you're also lining up for the, your second crack at the longest day so all the best make mm -hmm. sure you um have an adventure and uh, look forward to cheering you on out there you too good luck for you for your race as well awesome no that's awesome, awesome. thanks Megan. we'll catch up soon all right